Hey, I'm Neil Brennan, uh, and I have a Netflix special called Blocks. And if you haven't seen it, I go over my personal issues, the things that make me feel like something's wrong with me, make me feel crazy alone in the world. And Jimmy Carr had the idea to have my friends on and ask them what their blocks are, what makes them feel like something's wrong with them, makes them feel crazy. Basically, their problems. We are very vulnerable here. People thank us for it. We shame, shame. Today, my guest is a, uh, what do I know you, 10 years, easy? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Don't know you well, but I think there's a mutual respect there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I really enjoyed your last special. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, you're a great comic. You've got good values. You always write. You're like a 90s, in the way that I think of myself in the same way, like you're a son of a tell. <laughs> I opened for him for a while, and uh, he's like, he's the best person yeah i'm saying david tell is a comedian yeah like amazing every comic thinks he has the best jokes yes yeah. kind of changed joke writing structure in comedy and just excellent but but there's an emphasis on like writing and discipline and repetition and uh, things that i do like it's colin quinn too i mean it's like yes. the new york scene is the new york scene is what it is because of those guys because they were you know you'd see them at the cellar and there's certain people who don't write as much there, but those guys are just, it's always new shit. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, this is, it's like sports. If you have good veterans on the team, yeah. the young players are like, oh, this is what you do. Yeah. But I don't think everybody did it. But if you like subscribe to it, it just teaches you values. Well, it's the thing is, I remember when I would open for him, he'd say something like, do new stuff this show, you know? And it's scary to bomb a new joke in front of David Tell, but it's also like, yeah, it's also scary to think he doesn't, he thinks I don't write. Well, that, yeah, that's so, a pick your poison. Yeah. It's like so. I can be ashamed in public or I can be like a privately personally ashamed. Yeah. Um, I don't know a ton about your personal life. Did you grow up in the city? In New York City. Okay. And from a two parent home? No. Well, yeah, my dad, I guess the term is legally adopted, which I hate that term because that sounds like I was in an orphanage, but uh -huh. uh, I wasn't, you know? But I, yeah, my mom, I don't know the full story with my mom and my biological dad. I don't like, it's a hard thing to ask. That's so funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like I'm bringing like, it up. What do you think? What do you know? I, it didn't work out. Okay, so yeah. your mom met a guy. Yeah. They had a Looks like kind me. of relationship. <laughs> a lot, like weirdly like <laughs> you. And they had, do you know how long their relationship was? No. You can't ask. That's really interesting. I get that it's private for her. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And you've never even been like, was there like in your teenage, were you? I dug around a little. It, it was a weird thing and, uh. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. And you're like fine with that, I guess. I mean, well, you're fine with just like I don't, it. Is it important how why have you're a, the way you are? The guy she married, who I call dad, who's my dad, is a great dad. Yeah. So, so I kind of just was like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I, I, people would, I would get upset when I would do jokes about my biological father because I thought they were funny scenarios. And sometimes you'd hear someone in the crowd go, "Oh," uh, I go, yeah. "Oh no, it'd be so much worse if he stuck around." Yeah. You don't understand. Like I, I got lucky. Yeah. So uh he would he lived near me. He lived uh I'd see him on the street and I would just be like, fuck me. You this do way. so you know who he is. Yeah, I've met him. Wow. We, so we had we tried to have like somewhat of a relationship, but it was just it was difficult. I don't think he's a bad person, but I think he's not a good 
parent, obviously. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't cut out. For yeah, it wasn't cut out. That was like one of my first jokes was that people were like, is your biological father a good person? I'd say, if he were, I wouldn't refer to him as my biological <laughs> father. So no, I, I mean, so that was like an early joke, but yeah, he lived near me and then he lived near me again. Like I moved and he moved. Oh, and he so funny. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, now you're following me? But uh, Is it like a sex vendor thing where he has to ring the doorbell and be like, just so you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, so, yeah, that, that was, but then, you know, so then it was a blended family. Uh, I have two step-siblings who I just call my brother and sister, and, and they live in uh, Brooklyn. All right, and are you, you're all tight? Yeah, yeah. Still, like, you see your your mom and your dad yeah. and yeah, like yeah. get together and do stuff yeah the the i gave it a shot with the biological father but it just wasn't working you know how many shots did you give it i'd say a couple i mean we hung how out a few times i was like 18 i was dating a girl who was a, a psych she was a psych major now nah, here we go i know it gets better <laughs> both her parents were psychiatrists fantastic so every they would just analyze me at the dinner table yeah so they i remember we we'd have any little argument she'd be like who are you really yelling at <laughs> it's the fucking worst because they games. can't because i talk about like mental health shit in the specials i get unsolicited diagnoses from people sure one of the guys is like a credible shrink and he's and i did his podcast and he's asking me questions and i go this is for covert narcissism isn't it and he's like yeah failed i mean succeeded slash failed at being a covert narcissist <laughs> and but he also said i may be on the spectrum okay i haven't gotten the fit i'm i made an appointment to go to but the but that's doc. like street cred for a joke writer you uh, want to be a little bit on the street yeah the exactly but so anyhow the point i'm trying to make is a friend of mine i'm talking about a relationship thing and my friend's like well didn't someone say you're on the spectrum and i was like yes and i think i know where you're going which is Anytime I disagree with something can't be because I'm on the right, spectrum. Right. If I don't think I should have to make a big plan for a date or get a woman flowers on a second date, yeah. that doesn't mean because I'm fucking autistic. Yeah, it doesn't mean it that, just means some I don't dude on Twitter said this. Now you get to use it every argument. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, but yeah, you get to use it against me, by the way. It's not yeah. like, so yeah, I'm sure it was it's like. It's kind of an abuse of trust. <laughs> well, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so they they kind of forced your hand. They were like, you should get in touch with him. Yeah. So I met him and then uh, we met uh, at some coffee shop. And, uh, and yeah, and it was like, it was kind of exciting at first because it was new. Yeah. And then, you know, any like, new relationship is yeah. fun. <laughs> get a new dad, keep yeah. it sexy. You know what I mean? And I just, you know, it was fine. And then after a while, you just kind of like, oh, this there's a reason you didn't stick that, that this wasn't working. He has another Sonny Rays that he doesn't talk to. So both oh, ways, so either way, both ways it didn't work out. You got, it's, it really was an upgrade. Yeah. To the dad you had. I upgraded like, big time. Yeah. So when people got upset, I'd be like, look, there's, I'm sure there's issues there, but it worked out best it could. Yeah. That sounds like not bad. Yeah. And you also wonder, like I knew my dad didn't speak to him, have my life. Like, yeah, I'm your brother. I'm your other you know what i mean like i did the thing i was the control group which is a dad that's available <laughs> yeah. but not there and abusive so it's like not like who knows what we don't need to get into what the, your dad's like but yeah but yeah like yeah so many people I, i've dated so many people with father issues and i'm like i don't really have them in that way you know because yeah. i did have a supportive dad yes he just wasn't 
my biological dad. So I, I, for some reason, I've never, that's a new joke I have. I've never dated a woman with a good father in my life. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm mad that, uh, I'm mad at these men, but I'm also looking at the numbers and bad dads are keeping me in the game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a bummer, but it's also like that, that's, I have a type apparently, you know? We can, we'll get to that. Sure. All right. So how would you, well, this is a question I haven't asked anybody. How would you, on a scale of one to 10, what number would you give your day-to-day -day mental health? Not as bad as I think people would think. I mean, it depends on the day, obviously, but that's uh, a tough question. <laughs> I mean, my mental health, I mean, it also depends who you ask. I'm curious what it's like to be in your existence. I'm pretty happy. I mean, I, I'm all right. Uh, I get to do what I love and I get to tour with my friends and I, I have a good life. I think there's, uh, there's always stuff missing, but I'm a pretty, I'm, I'm okay. I, I, it also depends how much I've been drinking. Like it, 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 there's all, there's always factors. That day or like that week? Well, I mean, when I'm drunk, I feel pretty good. But the next okay, day, so I don't feel like that good. you're like affable drunk. Sure. I okay. mean, that's, I, that's the only reason you can keep going. Got it. Unless, if, if you see a drunk who's a bad drunk, they're and he's still going, they, no one cares about them. Yeah. I've seen those people and I'm just like, oh, you're, but no one gave, no one gives a shit enough to give you an intervention. Or they're really famous, or they're like Mel Gibson, or they're just like, they're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Know? The thing where people go like, he must be, like, I'll get DMs like, hold on and i'm like it's i'm not it's not day to day over here. this is just general like issues i have but it's not like and i never think that with i never look at you and think like your ex your ex fun dark that's what i mean yeah i think people when people say dark i'm like but it's always a silly turn yeah I'm never i'm not just being i'm not trying to be brooding up there i'm literally trying to entertain i i i'm an old school comic where i'm like i just want it to be funny to everybody that really yeah. is the goal so no, I don't, I don't think of myself as a dark comic at all. Yeah, I don't either. All right, so you, you sent over, your friend, your publicist sent over. Which our publicist. Our publicist yeah. in our, Pam. She's the best. Um, uh, she, I, I was on the phone with her once, and uh, she's such a New Yorker. I was on the phone with her once, and she was like talking about trying to get me something, and, and in the middle of the conversation, she goes, ah, oh, bird shit on me. Anyway, just kept going. I feel like she did the same with, with me at yeah. some point. Like bird shit on her a lot. <laughs> Um, or that's her thing when she wants to change the subject. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, one of your things is you can't take time off. That's true. Uh, but Thanks, you're Pam. also exhausted. I was going to take today off. And she yeah, was exactly. like, you got to do Neil Brennan's yeah. spot. Like, right. But you're also exhausted. Yeah. No. Well, that's this is kind of what happens is you're like, I'm going to take next week off. And then she's like, here's 13 podcasts you should do. And I'm like, done. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, it is very hard for me to take time off. I don't really take vacations. Uh, I don't. Why not? I don't know. It's very and hard. I'm not even trying to get like, is it because you're an orphan? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's wherever I go on vacation, he would follow me. He would come too. <laughs> no, uh, I think it's just hard. Like night comes around, I just want to do stand up. It's yeah. it's hard. I I love stand up. I'm also a single guy. It's hard to go on vacation as a single guy. I just went to Thailand. As a single guy, and I gotta say, people don't give you the benefit of the they doubt. They don't. On that I, one. I, even I heard that. I was like, yeah, I know like, you and I like uh, you, but I, I, this could take a turn. This yeah, story. like yeah. people are like, uh, Thailand, huh? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I've been there before. <laughs> been there a bunch of times. I've been to Tokyo. I've been to, and it's like you can get prostitutes anywhere, so far as I can tell. <laughs> like, anyhow, yeah. 
so yeah so i get that yeah i got looks when i went to epstein's island but i stand I know, by it. and it's there guys it's not what you they think. have good food <laughs> yeah it's really, it's really good, good and, and it's all inclusive it's crazy you have to give them a hundred million dollars and it's all inclusive <laughs> um no i just it's i think it's hard as a single guy and uh i always feel like i'm gonna fall behind with stand-up i always is there a person or is there like uh is you have a metabolism you've set a standard for yourself <sighs> Yeah, I just never took time off, so it's hard to take time off. What about, well, yeah, I was gonna say, what about COVID? And you made a bunch of specials outside <laughs> on roofs. I was going crazy. I was in LA for about five months, and, and you know, during that time, I was like, I was writing a little bit, but yeah, I got back to New York, and I was like, I got, I did a show on the street corner, and I was like, this is amazing, you know? The bar was so low for, I mean, obviously, looking back, that was a real mental health but call I right there. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. There are times where people are like, you're not gonna do that show. I'm like, I just, I did a show in Thailand. Like, it's not a nice club. It's like a, it's kind of rickety and whatever. I do, I've done shows like crazy. It's fun to me. The roof stuff was so fun because there was nothing else. So that I was so grateful for that. I mean, looking back, I would never do a roof show again. That was the funniest part is when it came out and people were like, perform my roof. And I'm like, no, that's over. Are you kidding me? I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> Who do you think I am? That was awful. Some roof comic? <laughs> like a chimney sweep? Yeah, it just felt good to be busy. And I just, like, I... I think, you know, with relationships, they haven't worked, you know, they end, but stand-up's always there. And that's always kind of where I get purpose after a breakup or I find, you know, I can stay busy and, and I get way too much of my self-worth from stand-up. Yeah. Yes. I'm with, I know what you mean. Yeah. But. <sighs> but stand-up's there. That's, yes. how, that's why COVID was fucked up because it was like the one thing that we had and it's like, oh, it's not there. Yeah, but I am but I guess I'm curious like what, I don't know anyone who gets their self-esteem from the right stuff. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. I don't know anybody who does. Like, what is a, the right stuff to get it from? That's what I mean. Like, you should get it from uh, being worthy or being your family or your loved ones and all this stuff. And it's like, that's pretty imperfect. Yeah, my mom's supposed to love me. Yeah. I shouldn't get self-esteem There's from Where's my the mom. challenge? Yeah. <laughs> There's no challenge. Yeah. No, but I, but yeah, like, where, do you get it from the right people? And also, you're great at it. Thanks, man. But um, I'm, but I mean it like, why well, wouldn't you want to be, it feels good to do something that you're great at. I, I enjoy it so much. Like, I really, and I like the road. Like, I think the row was so bad for so many years and now I'm in like nicer hotels yeah. and, and it's just become easier. You know, you get, you fly so much, you get status or so the flying gets easier. And, uh, I mean, I, I liked this when it was horrible. So yeah. like now I'm kind of like, this is fucking fun, man. Like yeah, I, I'm like, with the weights, like the, the weights are off. You're just like, you can just jump without ankle weights. Exactly. So it, it's tough. I mean, there's more pressure to write, but it's good pressure. And the crowds are, I mean, I remember doing like papered rooms and like the Syracuse Funny Bone. And, you know, the crowd's not there for you. you the, in every joke. They're not there for anything. For anything. Syracuse <laughs> sucks. Yeah, I, I've never been. But I, it's they, bad. Yeah, I, I didn't. Good writers came out of Syracuse. But, sure. But bad that that place talk about mental health that's i think that's one of the higher suicide rates i believe it yeah um you hate to say they're right to do it no but, but they are but come on <laughs> don't um, kill yourself are there types of people that you're like i wish i was like that kind of person in moments i think yeah i think you let's say you keep the talent <laughs> you know what i mean you keep you still write jokes i you don't still... know if i can keep it if i take time off 
Of course you can. You think so? Of course you can. You took five months off during COVID. That's true. But my, that hour was one of my best hours. Right. When you came, when you didn't do it, and then you did it, and it was great. I'm saying you could take six months off, and then it seems like the machine will make a better hour. I get not wanting to take it off time to, to like, because you don't want to lose, like, m- like momentum with yeah. the crowd. No, my therapist has said this to me too, and I and I'm sure that maybe you guys are right. It's it's very hard. I get anxious when I'm not on stage. Well, that's what I was going to say. What happens? I get when anxious. Did, how what? old were you when you started? Eighteen. Okay, so I, it's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like you've been, you've conditioned your. That's what your life is. Yeah, and I just, uh, if I'm home two days a week, I look at it this way. Okay, what do I what do I do those two days? I'm probably going to go up at the cellar because. You know, say I go on a date and the date sucks. I wasted half my week in New York. Mm-hmm. Also, like I'm gonna live here and pay to live here. I should get. I should do the. I should. You should get some of the benefits. Spots. Yeah, I I love the cellar. It's it's hard not to. Go I'm with there. you. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm just saying. Well, I I and again, I'm not even saying you're doing it wrong. I'm just. I guess if it's like if there are parts of yourself or parts of your life that you wish were different, I think at some point it would be nice to have a partner and a, and a, maybe a kid. And I've looked at that and I think that would be good. But, uh, you know, if that person comes along, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't know really how to do, I mean, it's kind of hard to just like look for that, you know? It's funny. Cause that's what I feel like people who want to get married and want to have kids are doing. But I don't want to just get married for the sake of getting married. If I get married, I want to meet the right person. I don't want to just like do it to do it. You're overthinking it. <laughs> Am I? You just got to apparently you just <laughs> got to do it to do it. You have these people have to be a means to your ends. I fucking hate married people who try to set me up too. That's a real it really bothers me. There's an arrogance to it. There's an arrogance to it. There's like a we know better. One of them actually wrote me a message that said, we want to set you up with someone. We want to do our part. And I was like, do your part. That so sounds like a canned a, food drive or something. It's a GoFundMe. Yeah, it's depressing as hell. It's also like you squares wouldn't know. That's how I, I, know. I feel. And then like, I also don't want to see who they think I should be with. Because I feel like that's going to hit myself. It's an insult. Yeah. It's all an insult. Yeah. Like, I don't need to, I can catch my own food. Exactly. And that's I, what it is. And, I, and also, like, it's, there's something condescending about it there is also you don't know what i like yeah and since how could you tell me what i should be like who should i be with it bothers me it's a p for sure and they also go with like stereotypes of what they think you'll like you you know what you need and it's like "Mm, (laughs) no my mom said she's like i have a friend that wants to tell you i'm like i'm gonna get set up with my mom's friends i mean yeah impossible impossible <laughs> i mean the thought's nice but it's, i'm not doing it yeah um that's i forget you're jewish and then that comes up i'm like of course jewish they, yeah they, some of the stereotypes are true that's they're not you gonna, have some jewish qualities yeah they they're the yeah yes yes i am people you, think i'm jewish I, you wouldn't strike me as irish i know i'm like uh i'm irish this is what happens when an irish other than the self-loathing of course yeah when an irish person reads too many uh issues of the new yorker this is what happens you <laughs> you, be, you become irish but you're like with a jewish rising this show is sponsored by better help 
All I do is talk about therapy on here. You've seen it. You've gotten the message. I believe in therapy. I've done it. I don't even know how much I've done it. I've just done it incalculable amount of time. It helped me a lot. You also know that the things we talk about on here, like getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. We talk about that endlessly. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. That's the point of therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Neil today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot C-O-M slash N-E-A-L. And thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring the potty. Get help. Get help. You need you need help. Oh, hi. <laughs> Didn't see you there. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, shouldn't you always be at your best? 2023 is the year to maximize your performance in the bedroom. Listen up. BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in a chewable tablet and at a fraction of the cost. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Neil, you don't, you wouldn't need a boner pill. If I get access to them, why not take it? What's the downside? I'll know. I'll, I'll know that it wasn't. I didn't didn't do it all myself. I mean, none of us are doing it all ourselves anyway. I mean, just in life, you know what I mean? Don't be a hero, is my point. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code NEIL at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code N-E-A-L to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, Blue Chew. Oh, okay. This is a good one. You're afraid success will go away. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, explain to me how you understand the success you've had. What is it? What do you think is happening? uh, Culmination of a lot of years of work, but also, you know, uh, yeah, when you break it down, I, I of course realize that like it's not just going to go away, poof. But I also don't know how long it it will last. Is yeah, I think really what I mean. When you look at other people, when do you think other people's success has gone away? <laughs> They've done some bad stuff, probably. No, I know. Well, there's yeah. that. There's yeah. that stuff. But I'm saying yeah. like, which I'm gonna assume that you don't think that'll happen. Either. I've never been to Thailand. Of course, they didn't. So you know, you've never been what Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you assume that that won't happen to you, right? Of course, they yeah, didn't no, either. I don't. I, yeah, it's not that. I just, yeah, I don't know why that's a fear. It, it is a fear, though. Yeah, it's, it's just, a, it's more of a feeling than something that I can make sense of. Do you think part of this may be things that you've picked up as like good defense mechanisms for, like, it's, it's to just of, keep going? Yeah. Like I can't or else uh, it's like a form of OCD where it's like, I got to keep doing it 
And if I don't, yeah, like maybe I never just heard tell it yourself that in those terms. But yeah, that that makes sense. Like yeah. it's just convenient because like you like I don't. By the way, I don't think there's anything wrong with how you're living. Like I don't. I am. I'm in no uh, position to judge. I do have a nice lady. I like to set you up. With. <laughs> uh, um, but you know what I mean. Like I don't. I'm in. But I. But I do see. Like you could be this and with a little less stress potentially. Yeah. Do I stress myself out? And I. I think it got bad. I think when I had one special, I was trying to sell and no one would buy, and that I think really heightened the fear because I was like, wow, I worked so hard on this and I think it's really good and no one would buy it. And uh, I think that it ended up being the best thing for me, putting it on YouTube. That but, was the YouTube one. Yeah, but that caused a lot of fear in me. That I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing this the right way. I'm doing, and- uh, I Well, yeah, going, I thought, I, I don't disagree with you because I was surprised and nobody then, wanted to buy it. And then, yeah, I remember going to LA and doing the little tap dance for the, for the you know, streamer people that come out and, and everyone passed. And, uh, and I was like, man, am I- there was a fear that was like maybe i'm not good i think that was that went into my head i was like maybe i'm not that good at this i don't know so so well, that was that, okay that's I'm, but there was also a chip on my shoulder being like but i think i'm pretty good so I, I think there was that back and forth like am i crazy or is this crazy either way i'm kind of bummed by it you know yeah well that that's i've experienced that where you're like there's like a kanye line where it's like are all these that much better than me that's better than his other lines i've heard lately. exactly it's like, are they all really like every, all of these people are, yeah. but you're telling me that they're, and then there is, and then you vacillate between. And I don't want to get bitter. That's the other thing. So I was like, I, I was very upset with all of it. And yeah. I was like, I don't want this to affect how I am. Cause I, I like comedy and I don't want yeah. to ever be bitter towards other comics. And, uh, I was pretty upset and. It was also like that thing where I was like, well, I don't have, I'm not in a relationship. So I put everything into this. So I don't have really, I have good friendships and that means a lot to me, but like I put so much into this. I feel like I've neglected other parts of my life. Mm -hmm. So that was tough. I think, I think that definitely influenced the next few years where I was like during COVID, I'm like, I can't take time off. I don't, I put out a special to tour off. Cause I was like, well, you know, it was on YouTube. So I'm doing this to tour. And then that came out February, 2020. So no like touring. weeks before. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of probably why I did so well online, yeah. but also I can't really tour now. So uh that was part of why COVID I was like, I gotta keep this. I can't lose this. Yeah. What's the tape in your head sound like when <laughs> you get passed on again? I'm not really worried about it now. No, I, no, no. But I'm yeah. I'm saying back then. Oh. I was just, by the way, it's only three years ago. I know. Isn't and that that's crazy? the stupidity stupidity of of comedy showbiz which is like you can just be like at the bottom of the leaderboard and then just shoot up 80 spots it was kind of like what else can i do <laughs> i don't really know what else to do yeah uh and then i remember i just told my agent i was like i'm just gonna shoot it and she was like you know then she was like yeah i think you should she was supportive about it and uh which is cool and agents are like i'm not gonna make any money on this but i think you're doing the right thing so yeah. you accept it i was i was angry for like a minute and then i was kind of like what I, if I stay angry, it's it, I'll stay angry in my work. There's that Gustave Flaubert quote where they he says, uh, "Be violent in your work and be ordinary in your life." And mm. I thought about that. I was like, "That's a good way." I'm like, fuel it toward the hour, shoot it, and then you know you go back to bombing, you get humble again. Got to start the new hour. But uh, yeah, I was angry for like a minute. I have good friends who are like, "This is bullshit," and I think they were they were like, "Fuck that," 
we think you're funny. And that, that helped. So then you shoot it. I felt good about the way we shot it. It was like very, you know, minimalist, you know, at the cellar. Thank God I did it that way. But it's funny. You think the thing you're doing is a defeat. And then years later, you're like, you don't know that what's going to work for you. Right. You really don't. Yes. And it's also like, there's a 12 step program saying it's not from, but uh, rejection is God's protection. Mm. And it all is the right thing. It's impossible to believe it because we have to make all these plans in life. Yeah. And like, I'm going to get on this streamer and then I'm going to go up to these theaters and I'm going <laughs> to, and I'm going to, but like, it's never going to be like that. Once in a blue moon, someone will like get every single opportunity and it's perfect and it's great. But then sometimes that person's act sucks because they got everything was a green sometimes. light. Sometimes. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> well, when everything's a green light in your career, you you don't feel that sometimes you need to get Well, that's what I was I'm gonna you ask know. you about. It's like, how do you persevere? What are the things that kept you because I don't even like talking about comedy on here so much as sure. like, what is it like? How do you fucking persevere? How can a person persevere in life? If somebody's 20 and like, I'm going to go into fucking uh, computers. Um, what and but I don't know. I'm going to make computer, whatever, some sort of endeavor. I would argue. Well, let me hear what you what you what you're what like what you tell people about what you've learned about perseverance. I think being delusional is huge, honestly. Like not knowing how hard something's gonna be is great protection. Mm -hmm. Because you get into comedy and you're like, yeah, that guy wasn't that good on Letterman or whatever, you know? If he could do it, I can do it. And then you're like, fuck, that guy's been doing comedy for 20 years, you know? Yeah, so, and that guy's actually very good. Yeah, they made him edit out yeah, all yeah, his good yeah. shit because yeah. it's CBS yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. So that's, it's shocking how good you do have to be at this. To seem mediocre. To seem mediocre. It's amazing. Yeah. Like someone will be like, you're corny. I'm like, that put so much work into that joke. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. So yeah, being delusional is is a great weapon when you're young. I mean, think about how much cockier you were when you were young in your 20s. And you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And you do think it's going to be a, like a easy path. And, and by the time you realize how hard it is, the thing you said earlier, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you get those people uh, at those family uh, events where you know it's like an aunt you don't know that well. Uh -huh. She's like, you're still doing comedy, and you're like, what the fuck else could I do at this point? Yeah, the thing I would say that you and I share is when you start when you were 18. How old are you now? 36. So you've been doing it 18 years, and when you, I always say when people go, I'm an open mic or what? I go, whatever. If you start something, I, I always say. Are you prepared for people to not give a fuck about you for a decade? <laughs> to not, to look past you all the time. Yeah. And with that in mind, do you still want to do it? That's good advice. Because it's, it's, you're just going to be embarrassed for like a decade, a little bit. But you get, a, you get a lot of taste and, and then, you know, it's amazing the comics who who help you along the way, like that really keeps you in it, you know? So when you say like this industry people, you know, are saying that maybe I'm not ready, but my comic friends all like my stuff and that meant more to me than, you know, some network person who might not have a job in six yeah. months. Yeah, I think like that's big what you said, I think having a strong support system, you know, get that whatever career you're in, have a support system of people 
because that's everything. You when you're low, they lift you up. I mean, that is a big place I get self worth. It really isn't just comedy. It's like having friends. You're like, all right, this person I could call. Um, are they all in comedy or no? Most of them. I have a, I have a couple non comic friends who are in like the phone road rotation. Yeah, I have a friend named Chase who's like very. Uh, he's really funny. The and, phone road rotation is meaning you're. It's I'm in a hotel Thursday room. Thursday in a hotel room. Yeah, yeah. and I need a talk to yeah. someone i have the tv usually on just for noise <laughs> but then I, yeah i have people i need to call every once in a while and yeah my friend chase is a good uh the, you know what bums me out is yeah. the the when you have a room that's got the axe the wheelchair access shower <laughs> and you're like you're already sad and then you're like and there's handicapped people <laughs> <laughs> just as a fucking and plus handicapped people this isn't even as bad as life like fuck that fucking shower where it's just level yeah so you're like yeah and then you're sad because you're like it's wet near the sink well that's whoever started that should be tried at the head. god god started <laughs> no, no, but I'm, it was it yeah. used to be you'd always have now it's a cool uh, only cool hotels have the thing where it's yeah. like there's no you could be fucking at any part of this room and it's like <laughs> i need to clean myself you had to, remember his joke about the uh handicap rooms no about how someone was like i gave you the handicap room like they thought they were hooking him up <laughs> <laughs> that was that was just oh, i think so about funny. that every time in that those rooms um okay so you've got like a good support system for yeah for like that i'm always on the road i need i need people i can call for sure how often do you find yourself how often on the road does it get bleak it's lately much better because i have friends with me but i i definitely get the road blues here and there but i you know i try to remind myself like all right this isn't forever this is uh this is today do you ever think just don't go back to those places because it's generally based on popularity right <laughs> right how much how many tickets i'm yeah. selling no no i've had great times there's certain cities i don't sell as many tickets like i i had fun in springfield missouri like i you know i don't give yeah. a shit like i i like well yeah i'm not but i'm i bet the shows sold well they were yeah they're better than than they were a few years ago yeah. but not i'm not selling there like i am in like a yeah, yeah, bigger yeah. city yeah. but uh yeah i have friends i always have a friend with me and well uh, you have that great thing where you just go it's anti-semitism yeah thank god if you're not doing i have thank no god. excuse i can't i can't even say like i seem too jewish <laughs> um uh you can feel sorry for yourself what do i have yeah uh yeah do you, okay so you have a, those lucky bastards in the 1940s <laughs> i got the i got the blame anti-semitism do you uh so that what would you say that's once a month you got to call somebody it depends it depends uh i have gary veter on the road with me most weekends so he like he's like let's get lunch he makes he makes me do stuff yeah so that that helps like if i'm on when i used to do the road alone that would be much more isolating but if you have a friend who's like let's go get lunch and that, that goes for being in the city too just having activities yeah helps me goes a long way yeah yeah buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful right ideally game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you i just went on this site right you know what's on there one time i went to bull riding they have bull riding tickets, uh, the PBR tour, the professional bull riding. They have it at Madison Square Garden. I don't know if they still do, but they used to. And I bought tickets and I went to bull riding in New York City. And I got to say, pretty interesting, pretty fun. You know what else I've done? That was like a very unexpected thing. One time I went to a bodybuilding competition 
probably the greatest live event I've ever been to. Dudes popping their lats. Pretty incredible. They have all sorts of events like that on game time. Go check it out. Like Dodgers are about to start. Lakers playoffs are about to start. Think about your team in this slot. There's stuff to get on there. You can go get tickets on game time. Uh, They have good stuff on game time. They have images of seat views, which I like. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code BLOCKS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BLOCKS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Alcohol. Sure. Tell me about alcohol. What is it? (laughs) It's this great drug. It's this great drug what? that it's a short-term solution to all of life's problems. Yeah. I don't like drinking. Meaning, yeah. like, I'm not. I, it just doesn't work for me. The button doesn't work. Yeah. Like, I just don't like the feeling of it. There I really are drugs like that it. I like the feeling of. What drugs? Uh, weed and alcohol are not. They're the most like accessible, and like they do nothing for me. Mm. Mushrooms are great. MDMA's. I I did it recently, and it worked. We did it um and uh obviously ayahuasca i won't shut the fuck up about but but there are and i'm sure i would love that ayahuasca I is done a it. tough sell for me I, yeah that's fine yeah Which, I, I what's the I had someone tell, well i had someone tell me it's like 10 years of therapy in one night and i was like that's too much the, i like the once a week model can i that's very funny uh the roy wood was here last night and he did ayahuasca and it's he was he did a two-night ceremony and after one night he was like that'll do it he got <laughs> enough shit from it Wow. That he didn't need a second 10 years. Wow. Him and Theo did it in the same ceremony, which is fucking hilarious. That's the last um, place I want to see a comic. Uh, you'd be surprised. Really? You're just so preoccupied. You can't really even like function. You did can't, you, do you vomit on it? I've won out of like a dozen times of vomiting. Mm. Like, and I just because I drank too much. But um, <laughs> do you vomit on alcohol? Not really. I mean, I, do, most growing, people do though. Well, when I was younger. I would. You yeah. Know, when you don't, when you just, I, I drink in a more controlled way now, and I. That's what I like about alcohol. I know what I'm getting into. I yeah. have the same drinks. Uh, it's like a reward, you know. End of the night, I made it through the shows. I'll yeah. have a, a few drinks, and uh, I. Yeah, it's great. It works for me, but I also don't want to get to a point where I have to quit either. Because there are days where I'm like, okay, I do this. Alcohol is great because it just shuts me down a little bit mm-hmm. in a way where I'm like, it, you're in your head all day yeah. for jokes. And then end of the night, you're like, I'm, I need to shut this down. It's like the little button on your Mac. You're just uh-huh. like, let me reset. So I, that's kind of what it will do. But every once in a while you do too much and you're, and you're too shut down and you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm a step slow. I need to chill for a few when days. You're, when, you, like, when you're not drinking the next day, you mean? Or, no. or you're like, you're, it's, 1 30 in the morning and you're like trying to talk and you're like i'm no just like that even like the next day it is a depressant so i mean sometimes you get a weed hangover i mean not like in a way where you're like sick but in a way where you're like i'm a step slow today yeah alcohol will i don't get hungover like i used to in that i don't drink like i used to but yeah no i'll get sad sometimes when i'm drinking too much because it is a depressant so yeah I, i have to like I have to have like a pep talk in my head, like this is the booze, you're doing okay. But still the day is kind of ruined, you know. And there is no coffee doesn't help. It helps a little. It helps. On the with the hangovers. But it's dehydrating you more. Yeah. I wake up a lot in the middle of the night. What's funny is I feel like they didn't know anything about dehydration or hydration until like 10 years ago yeah like in the 50s no one ever brought up hydration yeah (laughs) like i'm dehydrated 
Yeah, I mean, that's, what, again, one of those things where I'm like, doesn't work for me, but if it works for you, I got nothing great. Like, there are things that work for me, so I can't say, I like, mean, it is poison, but it's, I'm yeah, taking just, like, this much poison at a time. I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm all right, but, uh, yeah, no, at a certain point, I'll, I'm either going to have to shut it down more or just quit, but uh, I'm, I'm monitoring it. I want to, I'm very busy, so I need to, like, sometimes I'm like, I just need it at the end of the day. I yeah. don't like day drinking, but we have to do that for our podcast sometimes because I hate being hungover at night. But you could also fake it. We could. <laughs> like, you could just fake, just fake it. That's true. We could do the Dean Martin. Yeah. Yeah, we should. <laughs> There's this, I'm just reminded of the faking it thing. We did a sketch with Dominic Spell Show that Dave smoked in. Yeah. And he, you have to smoke constantly for two hours straight. And he was like, never doing that again. Like he didn't re he when we yeah, were they make movie cigarettes right yeah which I think we didn't have but he was I think he did real ones that's fucking crazy but it was just, I don't yeah it was just like remind me never to do that again two hours Jesus. because he thought it was just like now fun he just at does first. it on stage no <laughs> but yeah now he does it yeah the again yeah, yeah. You're like he there's movie cigarettes no he doesn't need them <laughs> um so all right you're monitoring it you're monitoring yeah. the situation yeah. Sometimes I think about like, man, I'd be in way better shape, <laughs> you know? Well, I guess it's just what kind of person do you want to be? Yeah. Like that's, I look at you and I see a guy who like set a goal. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you're wrong in terms of like how you're living. Yeah. Like you are good at the thing you like. You're getting, you're growing in the thing you like in terms of popularity. And I'm sure, I don't know if you feel like more skilled, but yeah, I think certainly I'm not comic. less skilled. Yeah, I'm a better comic than I was, but I'm also more burnt out so I, and, and busier. So I, I don't, uh, I need to get better at setting time for myself and just saying no to certain shit. Set know? like, so boundaries. Boundaries, basically. yeah. You're not, you don't, you don't got it. I want to please people, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I hate saying no to people, but I, I yeah, I've had, I'm, I'm getting better at it. Well, I talked to, Charlemagne about this like you want to be liked but at a certain point if you if everyone likes you it's gonna be the death of you yeah and so you kind of have to get comfortable with like being someone thinking you're kind of an asshole yeah you gotta play if you're playing it safe everyone will like you yeah and you gotta I'm not even saying I'm not even talking about material I'm talking yeah. about like well, literally that too, your though. time no I know you you're fucking yourself. You're fucking, you need to take care of yourself and you, you just need to learn to say no. I've, I've been bad at it for years. Cause for years you just say yes to everything cause you kind of have to. Yeah. But at a certain point, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to get better at it for sure. That's yeah. Cause that's a, cause at. if you want to keep drinking, <laughs> you're going to have to say no. Yeah. So you can just like, so you're, I personally don't like being that busy. I don't like, yeah, like you're my day is stacked. I think, right? I think so. Yeah. And I also just don't, I don't remember. If I do too much, I can't remember what I did that day. It becomes like a weird memory. Yeah. Where I'm like, was that today? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. Not like it doesn't count, but it almost doesn't count. You feel like you're getting old in that moment where you're like, you're just, I, I feel like sometimes where I'm like, I just forget shit. It just, I'm more, will, like, it's, I've had, a, I remember 10 years ago, I was parking a car on the phone in a parking structure, 
and I could not find the car afterward because I can't be on the phone having a conversation and mindlessly doing something because I my the way my brain is set up. I think we need to be in positions where we our minds always need to be wandering for jokes. So when you have too much shit on your plate, I, I find that sometimes where I'm like, I just forget to do basic shit. Like I have laundry at a store. I'm like, I just, I've neglected it for like three days because I just kept forgetting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to just write stuff down or something. But I, I to write jokes, I need to be able to just wander and not think about shit. Yeah. Well, that's, you almost have to schedule it. Yeah. Like the daydreaming. Yeah. Not day drinking. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Let's talk about the ladies. Sure. It says here. You date unavailable women, maybe, yes. and when yes. you, they are available, you're not interested or you're bored. Or that's, again, that's maybe not your words, but it's someone else's appraisal of your. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think the unavailability is more of a challenge and it's more exciting. How does unavailability read to you? Because I don't, I'm, I have my own experience where someone's like, that's an unavailable person. I'm like, oh. Well, just, right. it doesn't mean that they're necessarily with another person. It means they're emotionally unavailable. It means they're not looking for something. That jumpstarts my excitement. It's almost like when you go into a joke with a crowd and you can see them like like this, and then by the end of the joke, they're laughing. You're like, fuck yeah, I told you. That's like <laughs> level how I view relationships, yeah. Like you'd rather go. I'd rather turn someone. That's You're like, one, you're like a gay guy who likes to make yeah. straight guys gay. But with women. But with women and just them liking me, <laughs> um, and uh, that's why you only date married women. Yeah, um, they really don't li- want to like you, and you make them. Yeah, um, it's great uh, by taking them to the cellar, um, <laughs> not after and sitting at the comic table. Okay, well, this begs the question that I ask myself all the time: Do you feel like you need to be in a relationship? Not need no. uh, is would life be better? Do you really believe that life would be better? It's just always what you don't have, right? So it's like when you're single, you look at a relationship yes. as the answer. When you're in a relationship that's not working, you look at being single as the answer. So would my life be better? It depends on the person. I've been in relationships where all you do is fight and you're depleted and you're exhausted. Would my life be better then? No, of course not. And that's a hindrance to stand up and other things I want to do. And when you're in those relationships, you have no time for friends and other support systems. So no, you need... How do you deal with the judgment of being relatively unsuccessful in relationships. Obviously it's harder for women as they get older, but there is a certain type of judgment for a guy when you get to a certain age. It's almost like a male biological clock where they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, uh, but to me it's more there. It's the, it's the Thailand judgment, the Thailand judgment. Sure. But I mean, I, most of my friends are either married. Mark Norman was like my last kind of single not single, but like unmarried friend. I have another, like one or two other friends who are single, but. Look, you have my number. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fucking hit the town, man. You'll yeah. have your green tea. I'll yeah, have my, exactly. my drink. Yeah, I think. Uh, and I'll just go keep an eye on it. <laughs> keep an eye on the drinking. <laughs> I think uh, it's weird. There's a part of me that's like another one bites the dust, but then another part of me, it's like, Oh shit, I'm getting lonely out here. Like, well, I talked to Bobby about this, Bobby Lee, about so David Spade's in his mid 50s, not married. And like, is that a cautionary tale or a best case scenario? (laughs) You know what I mean? 
I mean, he and looks I don't like know. he's having fun. That's what I mean. Like I, he, he's a fucking hilarious, great dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The more your friends get married, a little they're a little bit more unavailable. Right? Yeah, they start for sure. families. They have once they have what, kids, there it's over. It's tough. So then, the people you ask for relationship advice are worse and worse. So the people that I'm asking now, I'm like, this guy's a fucking idiot, and he's yeah. alone. And some of them are alone by choice, and others I'm like, this dude doesn't know shit. Yes. You don't want to be getting your relationship advice from the same friend who shows up at your casino gigs just at the table, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's so that that's a problem at a certain point where you're like, this dude is not who I want to be. But I don't think he's a cautionary tale. I think he seems to be Yeah, I don't life. again, that's not him himself. I'm just mean like the proverbial him. A person who's not married in their fifties and his kids have like He's scratched that that box. Has right, been he does have a kid. Check. So, and I'm sorry, I keep mentioning him. It's like the third time he's come up. But, but I, but I'm of the mind that I'm like, I just don't. Sometimes I think I, my life would be improved. But I want. I'm trying to make my life as good as I can. Yeah. With the assumption that I'm not gonna get married. Do you, f you feel like that's missing? No, I don't. I'm in a tough position in that I. Don't want to feel like it's missing, and I don't want to feel like it's not missing. Mm. There's like pitfalls in both directions. If I'm like, yeah, I got it all, like a lot of remotes, and like, yeah, I got this thing, click, and <laughs> uh, and it's like, I don't need uh, a wife. I've got peacock. <laughs> so it's what's his name and Tony Robertson, uh, Annie Hall. Yeah, like the guy's like, ah, this is a VPL. VPL. Visible I don't want to have a, a lot of remotes. And at the same time, I don't want to be like bereft and like, I can't meet nobody. Yeah. I, like, and it may just be like the pick your poison thing. Yeah. And, and I think the older you get, like as like a, a single guy, the, the more shit you buy, that's single guy shit. Yeah. Like I got an electronic couch. A woman's not coasting. I don't even know that. what that means. It's just like you plug it in. It's like a, it's a badass reclining couch. It's really cool. It's a couch. Yeah, send me a link. I'll um, send you a link. It's killer. You're gonna love it. Yeah. All right. So again, a woman would have already shut this down. She would have shut. Although, if they sit in it though, it's pretty cool. They're like, you know what? It's a good couch. Uh, not for nothing. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Oh, I've got more of those fucking things than I can. You have a lot I, of gadgets. I have so many gadgets, I don't even, I don't, I forget that I have them. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I had that. I had that fucking uh, suitcase that's got wheels and an engine. <laughs> I made someone buy it for me, but like, I've got like the dumbest, like anything you've seen where you're like, that's stupid, I'm, I've already bought it. Skymall single, they call it. It's Skymall single. Yeah. Skymall bachelor. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're both aware of it yeah but at the same time i know lots of guys that are married their couch is acoustic and it's i don't want that either <laughs> yeah and also you know people in bad marriages like the people that say marriage is always the answer. we see the people posting a million pictures of their wife yeah on on instagram and terrified like, they're not happy yeah Terrifying. I've been in those relationships where, where you have to post the pictures and it's like that wasn't at a good moment in the relationship. No. That's another one of those things where it's like I think I'm talking to myself now. It's like just got to decide to be an asshole to a group of people. Yeah. It's like I can either 
follow my own or I can follow yours. And if I follow yours, I'm and I don't like it, I'm gonna be fuming. I mean like culturally. I don't mean like a specific woman. Yeah. No, I I also think like I get a thrill out of a challenge, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I think of it like if your life is this kind of I don't want to say exciting is not the right word even. I mean, but so there's so much stimulation in what we do, right? I mean, the road, the writing, the shows, like it's hard to come down. I want stability, but I also, there is a thrill to like meeting someone like that moment is mm -hmm. almost more exciting than the relationship sometimes, you know? Yeah. And that someone would say it's a bit like that autism thing. It's like, oh, it's cause you're, you just want sex and you want to conquest and all that stuff no it's, it's like, more about the connection than the yeah. sex i used to have a joke about like i'm more into consent than the sex like i i yeah. want i want to get like the yes and then i go home and i jack off and get eight hours to the, of sleep. yes 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 yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um it's a flawless connection at that point yeah you don't know anything about them but you think you know everything the fantasy is great yeah they're the dream person yes and then you finally. get to know them and they start to be emotionally unavailable and they say can you not all the time <laughs> and it's not as good but in that moment you're like this is the dream person yeah it's a shame we're romantics at the core i've been in love in the last year so she broke up with me so like and said i was too emotionally available mm. too emotionally available oh you were too available uh, yeah um, what does that which even mean? Which no one no no one sees coming. I was just into it. She we were both in love. Taxi, but... the taxi shows up. Eh. <laughs> no, exactly. So yeah. it started where she was like, "I just wanted to sleep with you," and I was like, "Okay." And then we both like after three dates, we we're like, "Oh fuck, we're in love now." <laughs> and I wasn't upset about it. She was moving. There's a lot of mitigating circumstances, but it was I long was... distance. No, I mean malibu so yes um that's an la joke it's yeah, far yeah so i'm like i'm not against it yeah i just think it's so rare to find a, a relationship that really like lasts and is uh what i would like it to be yeah and and exactly and and there's so much pressure with marriage like it's till death if you look at these relationships, what am I, Supreme Court justice? <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at these relationships, it's like two, three years where you're like, those were a lot of really great times. Yeah. You know, and I try to be positive and look back and like, oh, there were problems. That's why we broke up. But like, damn, we had some great times, you know? Well, yeah, the, a male female connection, I would argue, when it's working, is the best thing on earth. Hmm. I wouldn't, I, that's the only one I know. Well, no, no, I'm saying the it's I'm talking about any feeling on earth. Mm. Orgasm, killing. Yes. I don't like skydiving. I haven't skydove into it. I don't know. Have you played the den in Chicago? It's a good room. <laughs> I have. Um we have apparently we have good crowds. I told you that. Story. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're, we're good. Well, it's, I think people know us from just jokes. Yes, exactly. That's what you want, right? Yeah. I would argue like that's the best feeling in the world. I don't want to get a sh fucking shitty version of it because you've had the good version of it. Right. Because of some social pressure. Mm. I just don't, I'm like, I, I'm sorry, guys. I've thought about it and I don't want to do it. And people judge you for it. Although, it's I don't like think it's like someone they, forcing you to eat a shitty dessert. Yeah. And it's like, I've had the uh, 
uh, ice cream cone from McDonald's <laughs> the day the thing worked. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, that's my point of view. You want the best version of the thing. Yeah, or and I don't want it. Exactly. Because I'm good too. without it. I yeah. got so many remotes, and remotes. I got my peacock, and I got my electric couch. I got I got a new bed that's killer too. Uh, from where? It's someplace in the Upper East Side. I got it from, but it's like it's women call it a hospital bed. No, it's fucking cool as shit. You can do the so you got a craftmatic, but like designer. It's a really good one, and it's I sleep with my legs elevated. It's good for the spinal alignment. It's great. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Do you yeah. do the fucking bone collector thing where you bring the? Do you eat there too? Like, like what? A, what a pull! A nineties, yeah, nineties middle of the road Denzel <laughs> movie. That meme. There's a meme of the bone collector. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun one. Where he, it is a good one. That's the that's Angelina the, Jolie man. That one, right? The where Denzel exhales. Uh, that's I believe that's bone collector. The meme is from. Yeah. Um, but you got like the hospital bed's a pretty sweet burn. It is a it's a good burn. It hurt. I had a girl had the sweet burn on me one time. Uh, we I broke up with her, and she goes, "Good luck finding someone to watch your old man documentaries with." <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> this is fifteen years ago. Yeah, that's back when they weren't old man. Doc this is yeah. back when they were documentary. But and I'm by the I took the like. Thank you for wishing me that luck. Yeah, because I'm not gonna not look for that. I'm that's still who I'm looking that for. Hurts. Yeah, but it's yeah. But now that, anyone will watch that shit. No, now they made it easy. It's yeah. on, it's on Netflix and Hulu. You used to have to go off the beaten path. Yeah, um, she never thought there'd be like a Tiger King that could just attract no, people. like a poppy fucking easy to follow like a tv show let's be honest yeah not this is not real documentary filmmaking no it's not your little right. morris that i know that's your that's yeah. your thing all right so final question which is what do you if there's a movie a sam morell biopic mm -hmm. who plays you <laughs> and and i'm gonna for you i'm gonna open it up to dead or alive who plays okay. you and i i have an idea who, who do you got uh john cassell from from dog day afternoon godfather oh is, is it max caselli i think john cassell yeah john yeah. Cassell. I wow i'll tell you that it's yeah, a, yeah. one of the greats uh, yeah yeah and like he could feasibly play you yeah he was um, oh man one of my favorites and died in Young. his prime yeah he was look this guy meryl streep live with meryl streep godfather dog day afternoon deer hunter back to, deer hunter back to back Godfather two godfather too this guy the conversation, guy's, the conversation. this guy's this guy's putting up numbers dies I'm, uh, my, the biopic he makes for me is the only one that's not a best picture now <laughs> but yeah. my point my question for you is what's the story and what's the emotional character arc of the of the movie i hope the story hasn't started yet is what i would hope you're 36 <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i hope it's just getting started i don't as of now i don't know what it is uh what if you were die what if you died tomorrow what if i died to oof jeez it's so bo it's like probably a boring comedy thing i don't know oh it's just a boring like i started doing comedy but even what's that story it's got to be like it's again it doesn't have to be like and they said i'd never but but who is, some who's neil brennan who's playing neil uh there was a guy named barry pepper who said people oh he's great my nose yeah, yeah, looked yeah. like of course henry thomas who can forget henry thomas from et but he kind of looks like me now uh lucas haas mm. he's a big ear brother 
um, those guys would be involved. A story. I don't. I don't have a good story for a movie. I feel like I'm. You no one wants to see a guy in a La Quinta trying to crack a premise. You know. But that just sounds like a documentary. I mean, that's good. But yeah. why don't they? I don't. I think it's like really like the straight story. Like it could just be like a simple story of a guy. Like to me, you're just a story of like perseverance. Oh, thanks, man. Like, um, yeah, maybe. I mean, geez, we've had so much comedy stuff, but yeah, probably it'd probably be comedy related and on the road and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where it is. It's it's hard to take a take to distance myself away enough to look at myself. I think you open with the YouTube. Or you open with the uh rejection yeah and then you and then you i would make it about the last three years honestly all right i mean i Those i know nothing ones, about probably. your life yeah, yeah yeah um last three years uh you can focus on the stuff with taylor the difficulties of dating a female uh person in the same industry as you yeah um uh i'll call like, her i'll see if she's interested she's she's already she said she wants to do it oh great <laughs> so that could be a, a, a plot subplot yeah. just difficulties of that and like you like each other but i don't think it's gonna work let's focus on our thing and um and then we do the rejection shooting it releasing it it starts doing well roofs and then all the people that reject you the first time come back and ask you Dramatic scene. I'm looking at the end of the roof, and I'm just like, I should just fucking jump. <laughs> of course, yeah, but it's John. Fucking it's jump. fucking John Caselli. Yeah, <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to do. Dog here? day afternoon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then you. And then your 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 Netflix special. Mm. Uh. That I can't remember the name of. Same time tomorrow. Same time tomorrow. A masturbation reference, if I re <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh. Comes uh, out and yeah. does great. To call back. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it does great. Right. Yeah. But. It's John Caselli. His stand-up performances aren't great. They're not great. He never cracks it. No, it's always As a tough performer. When, you a, when you see a comic doing stand-up, but I'm sure that's an actor everyone. Stand-up, yeah. Everyone in every field. Yeah, it's like watching an actor play baseball, and you're like, mm. yeah. Costner looked all right though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's a few exceptions. Yeah. Charlie Sheen actually played baseball. Sure. There's a few. Yeah. Uh, Sam Morell. It was my guest, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for doing it, buddy. Thanks for having me. It was me, great. Man. I hope you was, I yeah. hope you learned something about yourself. Peace, man. I'm done with therapy. <laughs> this is it. <laughs>